Welcome to the Sports Psychology Podcast for July 23rd, stage 20 of the Tour de France, 40-kilometer time trials, about 25 miles, individual time trial from La Capelle Marival to Rocamadour, France. You should check out the pictures of Rocamadour, France, gorgeous town. This stage today was relatively flat with some rolling hills and the finish up a one and a half kilometer climb at 8%, so a punchy climb at the end suited for riders like Wout van Aert. And not surprisingly, Wout van Aert wins the stage today. But first, let's get back to where we are sitting on the overall general classification coming into the stage. It did not change much. Uh, Jonas Vingago, of course, is in the yellow jersey. Tadej Bokacar is at 3 minutes and 26 seconds behind. Geraint Thomas of Ineos is at 8 minutes behind. This really did not change too much today. So I want to talk a little bit about the time trial mindset, the mindset of a time trialist. It is a different type of person, a different breed, someone who can really push themselves hard in a time trial. Now, to win a stage race like the Tour de France, you don't have to be a time trial specialist, but you have to be able to time trial pretty darn well. So an overall tour winner is someone who can time trial, who can climb, who is good enough on the flats as well. But generally speaking, it's time trialing and hill climbing in which you have to be strong for tours for these big stage races. But the time trial mindset, let's talk about that. This is something where you have to have a good relationship with pain, meaning that you are not afraid of it, that you're able to lean into it, that you're able to understand that pain is your guide in a time trial. And you also have to understand that sometimes you can push too hard and get past your pain threshold and start losing time and slowing down. Time trialing is about practice, like a lot of things. The more you do it, the more comfortable you get doing it. But it's really this relationship with pain. You have to know how much, how little, and find that sweet spot. We call it kind of the pain cave where you're really able to measure your efforts through your perception of pain. Another big thing about time trialing is just the science behind it. It's not just pushing yourself harder than the other rider. It's about having the discipline and almost the obsession of finding a perfect position on your bike, doing the work, going into wind tunnels, really dialing in your position, making sure you're comfortable on the bike, that you're not moving around. This is essential. You can gain so much time by having your equipment dialed in, by being really comfortable on the bike, by practicing on the bike, not just saving it for time trials, not just dusting it off for time trials, but really doing some long 100-mile rides on your time trial bike and just making it like your second bike can really help. A little bit more about the time trial mentality. It's different because you're not really chasing anyone. There's not a direct rabbit, if you will, to chase. You're just simply pushing yourself. It's you against the clock. So if you look at it that way, if like the clock is your adversary, that you're really pushing against that, that can be helpful for some people to have some sort of an adversary on the course. But it is really just you out there trying to get the fastest time possible. And it's hard to push yourself intrinsically like that without any kind of outside motivator that's visually present. So it takes a real mindset. Um, Again, a lot of practice helps. A lot of 
obsessiveness, I will say, healthy obsessiveness about time trialing and getting that perfect position, like I mentioned, um, trying to break records. If you're going out training, have a course set up where you try to break your record and try to pull in other people as well. If you can get some of your friends out there to try to break your record and kind of go back and forth that way, that can give you some motivation as well. Sometimes also during these time trials, you know, the riders had these radios in their ears so they can get split times from their competition and that can help push them as well. So let's get back to the race here. Today was not too surprising in that the top three stayed in the top three. There wasn't really a lot of general classification changes, except for Nairo Quintana, who dropped a place, didn't have a great time trial performance. But other than that, the main top three riders, Vingago, Pogacar, and Thomas, retained their positions. We'll get into a couple details of the race today. Like I said, Wout van Aert won, uh, but... There was a nervous moment today when Jonas Vingago was really pushing himself. He had actually the fastest time, even faster than Wout van Aert. And the nervous moment came when he was descending before hitting the final climb of this course, this final one half kilometer climb. There's a downhill and this town that he was coming into has these really narrow roads. And so Vingago comes into this downhill corner and he's going a little too fast and he almost runs out of road. And sometimes you can get away with that and you have a little wiggle room, but there was a sheer stone wall cliff right next to the edge of the road and he almost hit it. It was really nerve wracking. And it made me think about um, his mindset coming into this final time trial. He basically has the tour wrapped up. He's three minutes, you know, 30 seconds ahead of Pogacar. He's not going to lose, but he could lose if he crashes. And he was really trying to win the stage today, which I don't think was a good idea. I mean, that's kind of cool to do that, icing on the cake. But really, his main job is to not crash and not have a mechanical and really just kind of play it safe today. But he didn't do that. He came into this downhill corner, and apparently I heard that some of his teammates um, over the radio were telling him to slow down, but he didn't, and he really almost crashed. And I think that that was a mistake, that he should have played it more conservatively, even accepted like a 30-second loss to Pogacar. I mean, why not? You're going to win. Um, so that was a little nerve-wracking day. I didn't quite understand his mentality of wanting to you know, win the stage when he was in the yellow jersey. But anyway, um, I'm not him. Maybe that's what, uh, what he needed to do. So today, uh, final results were Wout van Aert winning the stage in a blazingly fast time of 47 minutes, 59 seconds over this 40.7 kilometer course, a little over 25 miles. That is about 51 kilometers per hour. Unbelievable. And there's some hills in there too. And in second place is Jonas Vingago retaining his yellow jersey, thankfully 19 seconds behind. Pogacar gets third place at 27 seconds back. And fourth place is Geraint Thomas at 32 seconds back. Now Geraint Thomas is really impressive. The guy's, I think, 36 years old this year. These kinds of times and the time trials and doing well and the Alps and the Pyrenees. I mean, just amazing hats off to him. So that does it. Uh, tomorrow is the finish in Paris. It's traditionally a promenade into Paris. The gentleman's agreement is that you don't attack. 
you roll in and the sprinters are allowed to do a final sprint on the beautiful Champs-Élysées in Paris. It's a wonderful finish, a beautiful sight. And so uh, Jonas Vingago has this wrapped up, um, you know, barring anything completely insane happening, he is going to win the tour. Now, I've said this before, and I hope it doesn't come true, but Pogacar might try and attack tomorrow. That would be incredibly bad form. I doubt he's going to do it, but the way he's been attacking through this tour, it would be kind of funny if he did. <laughs> so anyway, that is it. Uh, just an amazing Tour de France so far this year. Uh, it's basically done. Uh, I got to tell you, I've really enjoyed doing this podcast. It was a challenge for me uh, to myself to just say, hey, I'm going to try to do a podcast every single day during the Tour de France, and I did it. And uh, I got to tell you, it's tiring, <laughs> and I'm not even riding the Tour de France. So I really got a new, newfound respect for podcasters and race reporters and the folks out there in the Tour de France, the press covering this. It's, uh, it's a lot of work to condense things down and to have you know insightful commentary and, and get all the information that you want to present. So that is it for today. Tune in tomorrow. I'm going to have a little bit of a recap of the Paris finale on the Champs-Élysées, and we'll see what happens with the sprinters' last chance for glory tomorrow.